Hello, Pudgy here. Good to have you back for this episode of Nobody Dies Here. This time we're featuring Karen, another EMSA regular like myself. Karen's been coming here since the beginning, and she sat down for a chat with producer Michelle Ransom Hughes in 2022. Heads up, Karen's story is quite the wild ride. In the conversation to come, you'll hear plenty of Karen's laugh, but there's also talk of overdose death and mentions of family violence. Take care when listening. We all knew each other before, most of us before the centre of the car park. You know, we used to get on all the stairwells, right, in the, the flats. We go up the stairwells. How much change do you reckon there's been due to this place? It saved a lot of lives, let's put it that way, you know. Well, there's been a lot of change. A lot of people that would uh, go to the car park or the stairwell now will say, let's go. Well, I'm one of them. We'll go to the centre. I like going in there. Yeah, well, I like it. Well, everyone knows me. I carry it, you know what I mean? I like that, you know. And you said that you've overdosed quite a number of times. <laughs> yeah, I've hit the dick. <laughs> but you're not fearful of it? No, no. Because the thing is, right, it's like I just tend to, I don't know what happens, and then all of a sudden, bang, you know, I come to. Not of your own accord, though. Yeah. What? Yes, yes, I do that, yeah. yeah. What do you think happens when I'm home and it happens? I just, bang, wake up. But I try, I do, when I'm home, I do only have a little bit at, at a time, you know, you know what I mean, to test the wall to see how good it is or, or whatever, yeah. Because you're by yourself or is your friend there, you live with No, I'm friend? by myself, but my friend's at his girlfriend. She just lives sort of across from me, you know. He comes and checks on me anyway, you know. But, uh, like, his girlfriend, if she thought that he's been with her 20-something, if she thought that I used, he wouldn't be allowed to have anything to do with me. Why? Because I use drugs. and Because her son died of an overdose. Well, big deal, so did my daughter. Every year when it comes around his birthday or the date of his death, she carries on, whereas I'm the opposite. I go and celebrate my daughter's death and her birthday and have a drink or whatever, you know, because I know Bianca would say, come dance on my grave or come and have a drink on my grave, you know. That's the way she was. Um, it's no use in crying. You can't bring them back. You know, it's a, ho- it's a horrible feeling, but you just you have to learn to, to put it away, you know. No one, nobody should go through it. It's something you never get over. Like, you can always replace a husband. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you can't replace a child. Even if you have another child, it's still not the same thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, when it comes around her birthday or, or just different things that might remind me of her, I often think, oh, you know, I wonder, you know, if she'd been, if she'd lived, you know, what she would have been like. Probably would have had kids because she always wanted only one child, she told me. And you can mind her mum. Oh, it's a girl, so <laughs> you might have to laugh, but she would have had a few kids, I think. And I always think, I wonder, you know. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's life, I guess, you know. What can you do? Was it a long time ago that you lost her? Um, 97. Right. Yeah, um, was she in Melbourne? Yeah, she was in jail, actually, and um, she used to snort and that. 
and I knew that, that uh, she went to jail and started using in jail. And, like, it's not that she didn't wouldn't have known that to have more, but the stuff that she got was really strong and, you know, I suppose not thinking you don't think lots of people die when they get out of jail because they have more than they should and that's what happened. When she came out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what, what can you do if you haven't got somebody with you that wants to say, listen, how about, you know, you have this little bit first, you know. And she wasn't with anybody. Or the, the girl that she was, well, I know the girl that she was with, um, she wouldn't have been able to stand over being anchor anyway, do you know what I mean? Like she was quite um, dominant, my daughter. So, uh, yeah, you know, not much she could have done about it. Like, and the, the coroner had said to me, that um, even if the, it was so strong, even if an ambulance had been there, they wouldn't have been able to bring her back. He said, because we have two nervous systems that make our sort of heartbeat. And he said, it was that strong, it shut them both down. I f- don't know if that would be the case if, if someone's in the injecting room, though. They seem to be able to revive people. Different time, different dope. You'd never get the same dope you got then. But then again, I ID'd on uh, some the other day. It's been a long time since I ID'd. An Asian friend of mine gave me, I thought it was 50. I just used it, thought nothing of it. Next to me, at least two idiots, I reckon I did. I just reckon I nodded off. These young ones don't get it, they don't know. Oh, and they got oxygen on me face, and I could hear them talking about bullshit, you know, both beside me. So I just jumped up, said, get away from me. Like, what he's trying to do, knock me? Ridiculous, and then they're chasing me around, wanting to put the thing on me for the oxygen. Get away! Get away from me! Like it's on. I've told Kerry to put it on the computer. Do not come near me. I hate him coming up, going, "You're right, you're right." Because if you can sneak up and I don't know you're coming, I scream. I get the fright of my life, you know. And I've asked him not to do that, but got rid of all the good staff. They got all these young girls on that wouldn't know who was up them. And if you're nodding off, you're nodding off. If I'd OD'd, I'd be on the floor, you know. But they come up and they go, are you all right? Well, of course you're all right and of course you nod off because that's why you take the drug. So, you know, you have a little nod here and there, that's all, you know. And so you're not sick and running to the toilet, right? You know, and you try to tell them, like, you try to tell them their job. I go in there and the place is like a brothel and I say, do you know that you're supposed to clean all this? Like the other staff, that, the first lot of staff that were there, Unbelievable. They don't clean nothing. And then I never leave anything, but yesterday I did for a purpose. I was in a bag. I never put anything, blood or a needle or anything like that in a bag. I just put uh, rubbish. They asked me to clean it up. I said, hey, that ain't my job. The, the plastic thing might maybe, but I left it there anyway. I said, that's your job to clean that, them, um, you know, petitions. And it is. And when I went outside where you get the coffees, I said to Lisa, Avenue's got her handbook for, to give these young girls when they start working here. She started laughing. She goes, oh, no, you haven't been at them, have you? I said, look at the place. It's like a brothel. I lost a diamond ring in there um, a couple of weeks ago because I can't see. I've seen it. I was at the... Basin and it flipped off my finger and there was a bloke there. Whether he picked it up or not, I don't know. Had five diamonds in it. But no one would have handed it in, so I never said anything, you know. Someone would have got it. But I noticed, I thought, just thought to myself, geez, I'm losing weight again. And it had come off my finger. You've got beautiful 
jewelry on like you love to be a bit yeah, glam yeah like uh, every now and again yeah <laughs> i've usually got makeup on but i got out the shower this morning i couldn't be bothered and my friends come in my best friend who's a bloke nagging me about something or other oh i said please just leave me alone have you got any money <laughs> he said i got 50 that'll do <laughs> you don't have any makeup on you look great oh, i don't feel it <laughs> one well. the other when you get to my age Beautiful skin. Yeah, I look after it though, you know. I try my best. What's your secret? Nothing, just creams and cleanse it every night and, you know, put night creams on. And I like Nivea and all that. I've got all them. But I have um, Neutrogena. I like Neutrogena. And I have a spray that you spray on after you've put whatever on your face and it's like a mask. It dries and stays on, you know, and keeps all everything. Ah, it's like a hairspray for the face. <laughs> Yeah, the eyes should be a bit red there because what I do in all my wrinkles, I put cream. It tells you not to, but I do anyway, right? So that I don't get wrinkles. I've got a new pair of teeth. I was supposed to pick them up today, but I had some money going in the bank. I wasn't there. So um, I would have picked them up today, and they're, they're really white, you know, then that. Hollywood white, you know, and I said to Scott, that's his name, that's the dentist, the head dentist here, um, it took him like about six months to get him right because I'd been shot in the face here and that, you know, so I've got a big hole here, so you got it, you know, you got a special thing, he had to get me file, or a copy of me file from the Royal Melbourne Hospital to know about me jaw. And, um, yeah, he's done a really good job. Like, you put, put them in and you notice straight away my face fills out more because I've had these about five years, you know, and the other teeth that he's got me, the gums are a real nice colour too, you know, they look really natural, even though the teeth that are smaller probably look like Sammy Davis Jr. or somebody, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> They're really nice. And I said, you reckon someone will notice? I'm not going to go around because I don't smile. I'll smile, but I don't, I'm not person smiles all the time because people talk too much shit, you know what I mean? Or I might laugh about something, so that's a load of shit, you know. <laughs> I always stick my head in somewhere where it's not wanted. But um, they're really nice. And uh, Scott goes to me, I think someone will notice, Kerry, they're pretty white. They're the widest I've had. <laughs> we picked them. So, you know, they're there waiting there. You said you've been shot in the face. Yeah, Muslim shot me three times many years ago. Pulled me jaw off, big hole in my chest here, down the side. So, yeah. Do you still like, suffer from the result of that? Oh, every year in November, I go in. You, you can, I don't think I'd ever get it now because it's been over 40 years, I think. Um, they take a bit of flesh from my face inside, you know, to check to make sure that I don't get some. Uh, flesh disease, you know, in, and I think it's just so they get paid now, you know what I mean, because I've never got it and I doubt I'm going to get it now, you know, but I still go in every November and have it done. And uh, last, not last November, November before that I had surgery. They took a piece, like, because that's a flap there. If you look, you can see the scar, you can see where they can open it up, you know, and um, they cut some of the skin off. You know, I was on my way home and I'm wondering why everyone's looking at me and they put, you know, things there, them stitches, things you put over the stitches. My whole face was bleeding. It was dripping down. 
<laughs> like, I don't care. Like, you can tell, obviously, if I'm bleeding in the face and I've got things across it, obviously I've come from the bloody hospital and you're looking at me, you know. People are so, I don't know, just rude, aren't they? Or you don't want to say, oh, do you need a hanky? Or, you know, I carry hankies around, even tissues, you know. Um, yeah, you know, and no one said a thing. You know, are you all right? Do you realise your face is dripping blood, you know? I find it really weird that people won't talk to strangers. I do too. I do. I don't care less. You know, I say to, I say to somebody, do you need help? I smile at someone. I'm not a smiler, but I always say, how are you going? You know, things like that. You might change someone's day. You don't know. You might change someone's mindset. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of people around here who's had family that have committed suicide and you'd be surprised, you know. I have a best friend whose brother committed suicide and they as they say, you don't know why. You know, they're normal. So, yeah, it could be that connection. You, you just don't know. They could be on the edge or feeling super isolated that day. Well, I, well, I think most people that, that use are isolated in your own way. Do you know what I mean? That's why we all gather around here, because we sort of understand each other. You know, no one judges anybody. Or oh, There's a few fights amongst the girls, but that's nothing. You know, they scream and yell at each other, but that's about it. But... Um, other than that, you know, everyone sort of everyone's sort of in the same boat, more or less. You know what I mean? Like, Do you feel that way? Because um, some people feel like, oh, I don't have anything in common with the other people who come here. Yeah, you, you have, you have, like I have. But I've noticed people that don't use, right? They drink, they smoke. Well, what's the difference? There's no difference. But I'm a junkie. You know what I mean? I only use the one drug. I don't mix me drugs or anything like that. But, you know, you drink, you smoke, you drink, you go off your head, you're like a loony, and you say, I've got bipolar. That's the new one going around, you know? <laughs> but but it's no – if you're not harming anybody, who are you harming except, you know, yourself if, if you, people want to look at it that way, you know? It's got me beat why they don't legalise it and why they can't, um, sus- dis- you know, suspend it. So I couldn't even get the word out then. Dispense? Dispense it in there, yeah. What is the difference between using outside the rooms and inside? Um, it's, well, you're safer in there, for starters, if something happens. But I've often gone up the car park and I always, for some reason, Pablo's on when I crack it and go up the car park and I take the security guard with me in case anything happens. Because, I, I guess because of my age, you know, because I've been barred a couple of times, right? For kicking off or? Last time was because I punched on. <laughs> it's bloke concealer. And um, I wasn't barred, I was only, on the Monday they let me back in, you know, and uh, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. But anyway, um, they thought they were going to clobber me, but it worked out the other way around. So why else might you choose to go to the car park instead of here? Oh, a lot of us do go up the car park. Why? Because sometimes you can't. You got to wait half an hour to get in. Half an hour. Yeah, yeah. So we go up the car park, and it's safe up there. So there's security up there. They just say when you leave, make sure you you know you clean up, and that's fair enough. You should clean up anyway. What draws you to use the rooms if you can get in, <laughs> and you're not barred? <laughs> because, no, because we like that. We do like the staff. There's certain staff in there that we know you know quite well, and we like. You know, it's, it's a good atmosphere in there most of the time, you know. And the thing is, right, we get in there and people have arguments and you know nothing's going to happen because one's, one's over the other, one will be calling someone 
you know, terrible names and Shane or that will say, come on, stop that like, like you're a little girl or, you know, and, and I just, I, I laugh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's quite funny, you know. And then they're outside Tim and saying they're the best of friends. <laughs> so, yeah, but I've noticed some people, when they take drugs, as soon as they take them, they turn into a lab mouth. Me, I shut up for some reason. I'm worse, you know, on nothing, you know, because I'm my, you know, my, my alertness is heightened sort of thing, you know. When you're not using. Yeah. Yeah. you got to be. Keeping yourself protected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. You know, otherwise you get robbed and someone robbed me a couple of weeks ago and someone I'd known for a long time. How do you handle something like that? Oh, trust me, I didn't handle it too good, but I carried on about it and she, she said to me, I'll give you the money back. I said, no, you won't, right? That, that's that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Anyway, I got to come down yesterday. She said, look, can we stop fighting, Kerry? But, you know, as I said, well, you robbed me, so you got to cop what comes with it, you know? Anyway, I said to her, okay, we'll call it truth. And she said, look... I'll pay you. I said, you won't pay me back. She's one of those people who will not pay you back. So I just said to her, when you get some gear, just give me a rock and we'll call it whatever. But you'll never get me again. And if you're in the gutter, I won't help you either. Simple as. Now I used to help her out all the time, you know, give her a drink instead of a drink and plonk and whatever. And she done that to me. And I was warned, don't trust her, da-da-da. But I'm one of them people, I'll give anyone the benefit of the doubt to you. Do something to me and then bang, you'll never get it again. God, given what you've, the little that you've told me that you've already been through. No, well, I, I just think if I allow things to affect me in the way that, you know, people think that they should, well then, God, I'd be living in a cardboard box. You know what I mean? Or I'd never go out. I expect things to happen. It's life. Especially when you live the life I have. <laughs> you know, I was married to an underworld figure. Um, yeah, so, you know, you've got a... If you live by the sword, you die by the sword, in other words, as the saying goes. So you have a big social circle here. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, we do, but we do. <laughs> I do believe it. I can see it. Yeah. It's like this sort of thing. Um, if you're not known and you, and you come down here and you had a go at somebody, well, you'd be in a bit of trouble, you know what I mean, because the Aboriginal community, that if you're involved with them, they will stick up for you, you know. And I am, you know what I mean? I've got girlfriends that, that are, you know, core in that. And, uh, yeah, like it's like one, one big fan. We look after each other, you know. That's how it should be. Because no one else is going to look out for you. I guess I'm interested in how that really established community, that family, works with, the, with them, sir. Well, they, they know everybody. You may as well say they sort of know everything about everybody. And they know, sort of know what, what other, what people need. You know, like I said to you, we know the services probably that they've got. You know, like we, we depend on them. Like they give us food parcels and this and that. Look, cause let's face it, how can we use, afford to use drugs every day? We use our pension. Do you know what I mean? So if they didn't help us out and the f- food ant, where would we be? Yeah, I like a few, you know, different people in there. I have, the thing is, I, I say what I think. You know what I mean? And they know that. So anything that comes out of my mouth, <laughs> they're not shocked. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, no, she's off again. But, you know, I can't help that. You know, that's just the way that, that I am, you know. And I, I respect what you say to me too. I, You know, I won't sort of turn on you because you've got something you don't like me. Well, I'm, that's, I'm fine with that. 
You know what I mean? You can't like everybody. You can't be everybody's friend. You're not here to be everybody's friend. I love it. You know what's what. Well, you got to. you got to know who's up who and who's doing what, you know, otherwise, you know, you get left behind. You do. So what do you look forward to in the next, you know, 20 years? Um, more grandchildren. I've only got the one. His son's daughter. Um, more grandchildren. My daughter doesn't want no children. She's got animals. But, um, yeah, I don't know, really. I don't really think they're far ahead anymore. You know what I mean? I'm 72. I was, I'm lucky to get where I'm, I've got, you know. But um, other than that, yeah. What about your health? Is your health good? Yeah, I've never been sick a day in my life. So getting shot or whatever, that, that's different. That's not sick. That's, you know, somebody doing something to you. But, yeah, I've never been sick a day in my life. I know, you look as fit as a fiddle. I get sick, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a sickly person. I was never a sickly kid. I was more of a tomboy than anything, I think, you know. But, yeah. It's a shame that, you know, you come to a certain age, you can't have children. You reckon you could do, go a few more? Yeah. Well, I would have. I, if I hadn't got shot, I would have. You know, but my, I was pregnant with my son when I was shot, so uh, that was the end of that for me. I thought, no. Nah. So this is the father of your daughter as well, of all your kids? All my kids, yeah. Oh, God. So sorry. Oh, it's no big deal. It's life, you know. But, yeah, it happens. Hey guys, Pudgy here again. Thanks to Karen for sharing some of her stories from her big life. Thanks also to Shelley, Donna, Nico, Simon, Lisa, James and all the MSER staff for supporting the show. Nobody Dies Here is an independent production of Alongside Radio, created by Michelle Ransom Hughes. Our theme music is by Jen Anderson. You can find other music credits and acknowledgements in the show notes. If you're enjoying the series, we'd love you to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Or even better, share the show with someone. And if you're injecting drugs, please stay safe. If in doubt, have your shot. Always use new equipment. And if you can't use an MSIR, make sure you're not alone. Keep your eyes on the feed for the final episodes. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Pudgy, for hosting. This episode was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people and it was produced on Turrbal Yuggera country. First Nations sovereignty has never been ceded. If I say someone's sick and I've got, you know, gear, I'll say come in with me or give them a rock, you know, just to take the edge off and whatever, so they get going, go and make some money, whatever they do, you know.